grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the show, I'll give you a quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do to hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, do drugs, get drunk, and reminisce about old stories. I'm sober now, but that is still one of my favorite things to do. Most weeks, I will be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. Joined all the way from New York City. Hilarious comedian, Glorielis. You did a great job. Glorielis. Gloriel- you were so close. I was so close. No one gets Mora. it. Even, even Dominicans don't get my name. I so was... Fine. Full disclosure. You Super practiced? anxious about... I, the whole way here, I'm like... Glorielis. No, you're. Oh, I don't Glorielis. really care. I'm not that person. No, pronounce it for everybody. Glorielis. Glo- yeah, you're not gonna get Glorie- it. No, but you did too. such a great job. You tried. At least I you did. tried. Everybody like Gloria. I'm like. <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't gonna do that. But welcome in. Thank you so much Thank for joining you me. For having me. Absolutely. So we met at the stand. You we did. are. Um, a paid regular over there. You're I always am. performing. Yeah. And we got to talking about comedy. Mm-hmm. And we had a very interesting in-depth conversation. And then I thought, oh, my God, we should save this for and have you on the podcast. Right. And then I forgot everything we spoke about. So we were no, talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> Well, because you and I had this conversation yeah. because you used to do marketing. Yeah. So before I became a stand-up comic, um, I used to work in, like, the advertising world. Yeah. So um, I just, long story short, I got people tired of people kind of, like, I have a very aggressive nature. So I'm not aggressive. It's like the Gemini I'm, in us. It, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's very assertive. Like, I know what I want. I know what I'm supposed to do. Like, don't get in my way. Yeah. But people don't take, you know, office politics, that does not fly. That, yeah, at um, all. So it just, I just had a, a string of, like, a bunch of advertising jobs. And my last job, I told my boss to suck my dick. And that was, like, my last. <laughs> I was just, like, because I'm from New York. Like, I'll fight somebody. Yeah. But I try not to really bring that side out because I don't need to fight. Like, you know? Um, I can't fight that well, but you know people. But think, you will, yeah, like, yeah. If I have to, but I, just, I tell my girlfriend that all the time because she's never seen me drunk. She's only ever seen me sober, right? So I'm always like, man, I will fuck that guy. She goes, you've never been in a fight. I go, whoa, 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 hold right. the phone. You don't know I've, my old life. I've lost a lot of fights, right. but I'll still fuck. I'll right. still fight somebody. And that's great. So how long you've been with your girlfriend for? How long? I've been with her for three years, and I've been sober going on four. So she doesn't even know your other life. She has no. When I she, sometimes because we used to record this at the apartment, and so sometimes she'd be home. Yeah, she would hear stories and be like. What? Do I even know you? Yeah. Like I told a story one time about, uh, long story short, a guy was flirting with my sister outside of a bar when we were younger, and I didn't like him. So he basically told me to fuck off as he was rolling his car window up, and I put my head through his car window. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, like you broke the glass? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn, you really needed to stop drinking. Yeah, so then I and then I got, <laughs> I got jumped by him and a bunch of his friends. But wow. he, as he was rolling up the window, he's like, well, fuck you, Frosted Flake. And the Frosted window went Flake? Up. Yeah. That's a good one. So I was like, I was like, wait a second, I can't hear you because he rolled the window up. And I went, boom, and shattered the glass everywhere. Wow, Brandon. But I told that story, my girlfriend, same reaction. My girlfriend was like, you used to do, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that was she's like, probably like, that's some white people shit. And she's probably, is she white? No, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. she's like, well, that's very white. Yeah, that's, that's too white even for her. 
I want to, before I forget, plug yeah. everything up front. Tell everybody where they can find you, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. I have everything. Well, good luck to everyone trying to find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Glorelis Mora. G-L- oh, it gives like a spelling bee vibe. G-L-O-R-E-L-Y-S-M-O-R-A. I never get to tell people that at the end of the show. I'm like, just good luck finding me. Just come back and find me one day. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Like, I bought the website, legendarycomedian.com. Did you really? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm updating that as we speak. So I decided I'm just going to use that channel to yeah. just, everyone can find me Just there. link it all there. Yeah. So I'm going to release, I have merch. I'm wearing it now. I just haven't, like, the pandemic just. We're both the, wearing our own us. merch. We're on that Gemini shit. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, the pandemic got me all scattered. But, to like, yesterday I started getting my life back on track. Oh, as of yeah, yesterday? Yes, yesterday. Beautiful. I'm like, at some point, you got to just say, and maybe that's what happened with you, right? You got to be like, you know mm-hmm. what? I got to take accountability. I can't keep doing this shit. I'm yeah. tired. I'm exhausted. So I'm like, I'm a very organized and structured person because my brain, probably your brain, has a lot of ideas. So I need to keep everything in a certain place. Yeah. And when the pandemic came, everything just kind of got scattered. So I'm just picking up those pieces again. And I started yesterday. Okay. Well, awesome. By, by cleaning my room. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> hey, one thing I learned between jail and rehab was you that, went to jail too yeah, wow i've been oh arrested eight times i spent i've spent a while wow in jail. you are you are making the whites look real bad Brandon. i know i know i know and it was all for the whitest shit duis that and is so fucking bar funny. fights and Damn. yeah all sorts of shit but i want to get back to you so right. you did the advertising thing you told your last boss to suck your dick mm-hmm. that was kind of your resignation right it's, that was my two-week notice yeah and, and they then, said don't come back <laughs> <laughs> but then you decided I thought it was so interesting because we got into a whole conversation about Lenny Bruce versus Gallagher mm-hmm. like are you trying to say something and I thought how you got into comedy was so just interesting in the fact that you literally were in the corporate world doing what I'd say 95% of Americans do right. like I'm going to chase the corporate world I'm going to retire I'm going to you know have a boat like do right. all that whole well, thing Well I want well I didn't have wow the boat I didn't even plan for that but okay. now I have to have that I yeah. was like I just wanted to, like let me just explain something to you Brendan so like I come from a first generation I'm first generation American right so my parents came here from the Dominican Republic all that stuff So the fact that I had to learn English and then and then learn I had to just learn so many things and then I get to this job where it's like I went to college I went to Syracuse I did everything are you supposed to do yeah and this one person who's supposed to be my ally he was like a white gay so I was like you're my ally he throws me under the bus and I'm just like this was at work yeah and I was just like after you got to think about like after all the shit that I had to like teach myself and go go through through, and all the jobs and everything that I did right I was like I'm gonna slap the shit out of somebody because (laughs) this cannot be like I did it all this is not how this Right, like everything that was ever thrown against me as, you know, this little Dominican, black, Latina chick, it's just like, it's just never enough. I was like, yo, if this is the rest of my life, I'm going to just, I'm going to slap, I'm just going to lose my shit. Yeah. And then, um, and I always say, like, I I think a lot of people are like, why did you get into stand-up? Like, you're so not what people think of when they think of stand-up. And I always say, like, I don't know if people believe in God or whatever, but it definitely is a divine thing. Like, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't plan to be here. I was just going to, like you said, live my life and get the boat. And, yeah. You know? So I think, it, and that's why when you when you brought up the, I'm still learning so much about stand-up. So that's why I get kind of nervous when I do, like, interviews and stuff because people are like, who are your favorite stand-ups? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I still have, so obviously I have, like, the top five, but there are so many other people that I have to research because top five is going to be top five for everybody, but I also want to find my own, like, wow, like, this person makes me laugh in a different way. So, like, mm-hmm. when I first started, 
my entry point of stand-up was like this comic named Capone and Kevin Hart. And these are people that were super, well, Capone isn't like as big as Kevin, but this is someone who's super big. So obviously it's kind of mainstream. And when you do mainstream comedy, it's different from like this place where we navigate, right? Like yeah, we're, absolutely. We're underground. And obviously there are people that are underground that pop off, but for the most part, a lot of talented people don't get that notoriety. So I'm still like, so, so a good example is like Patrice O'Neill. Like when I before I was a stand up, I didn't know who that was. Like and that's insane. And that, to me, that's crazy, I love right? Patrice O'Neill. And I'm just like I learned through it through like a comic who you know comics like to haze you. Oh, They're yeah. like, do you don't know who this is? I'm like, and I came in here with a really defensive nature because I'm like I'm from New York. All these people are telling me what to do. I don't even know if I want to be in this industry. I'm a woman. Every time I get off stage, a comic is like, you could have done this better. I'm like, I don't even know. Like this yeah. is when I first started. Oh yeah. Well, it still happens. I have friends. Back home, that I'll come off stage and they go, "Hey, why don't you do that?" And I'm like, "Why don't you shut the fuck right. up?" <laughs> That's so fucking. How funny. about you do you and I'll do me? How about right. that? Like I'm just like starting the like the first day in comedy. I just got everybody. Well, take us through that. What happened? So you, you well, the, did you leave the marketing or the, the advertising job before you got into stand up? Yes. Okay. So before that, um, I okay. So I went to middle school on Seventy Seventh Street, like around that neighborhood. So I used to pass by Stand Up New York every single day. Yeah. And I was like, that looks cool, but I've never seen anyone that looks like me do stand up. I was like, that's not something that I can do. Um, then I was dating this guy, and that's when I got introduced to Kevin Hart because. Um, he like put the special on. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This guy is saying everything I want to tell my boyfriend. I yeah. hope he's listening. <laughs> because as a woman, when back before, I always say like I didn't love myself until I started doing stand up. So as a woman, like I just felt like I didn't really have a place to speak up in the relationship. I had to just kind of like accept what was given to me. Yeah. So when I saw this comic just kind of speak about relationship issues, I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only. Like, can this person? Maybe he'll listen to this guy. Maybe that's the. The thing that's going to happen. You don't um, know how many times, because we watch specials a lot at the house, and how many times like we'll watch a special, and I'll just look over and be like, huh? Huh? <laughs> if I say this to you, you'll kill me, but he's saying right. it, and everyone's laughing. He said, laughing. shut the fuck up. Stop yeah. talking through a movie. Yeah, yeah, huh? <laughs> what, what about, huh? That is so, and you're dating a Gemini, right? Yeah. So she's probably like, she's so annoying that you love her. Oh, I love right. her so much, yeah. So, um... Long story short, I had these like little seeds like implanted in my life. Yeah. And I was in this college prep program with my friend Janae, who also does stand up. And in middle school, we had tried, we were like the class clowns. Yeah. But this is like class clowns in like a, a college program. So that's not like a traditional, like, oh, you're not going to go anywhere. It's like, no, we're literally, we're going somewhere. We're just, I don't know. We just like to have yeah. a little attention. Right. Like I was the class clown in AP bio. Like yeah. that's. I'm I was here. in IB and I was the class clown. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. You're like a fucking smart. Some of us are going to MIT. Like, right. what is this guy doing? Right. That's so fucking funny. But so we had, they were like, you know, you should do stand up. So we tried it that one time. And we, where? Where's this one time? It was at the college prep program. They had like a talent show. Okay. We must have been like 13. How did you do? It's terrible. Yeah. It, I was like, oh, this shit. Maybe I'm not funny. But everyone always talks about like, their first bomb when they went to like an open mic. But that was really my first bomb. And like, yeah. but I never count count towards it because I was like, I wasn't trying to be, I didn't plan to be a stand up at that time. Sorry that my story is all over the place. You know, I'm a Gemini. No, yeah. You told everybody let's about do it. it. So I tried it then, bombed. I was like, I'm never doing that again. But it had always kind of been like this weird curiosity. But you had tried it. Because that's yeah. something that so many people in their lives don't do. They don't actually go out and try it. So right. when all the dust settles, if you never done stand-up again, you could still say, well, I tried it once when I was 13. I mean, but that's 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 different from trying it when you're 21. Like, yeah. I, I just got up there and said, like, 
knock knock jokes. I'm like, oh, this... <laughs> because you don't realize how much time passes when you're on stage. Like it feels so scary, but if you draws out like a blade if you're bombing. Right. It's so slow. And it's only five it's crazy how time slows down for those five minutes. Oh yeah. Like, it's just wild. There are times, I don't know if you do this, where I'll write out a bunch of stuff, like new stuff, and I'm like, I got to try this. Oh, I don't try none of that shit ever. Oh, well, then I'll go on stage and like try all this new stuff, and I'll be like, oh, this is going to be the five minutes. Like, oh, this is all. right. And like, I get through it, and I'm like, how much time do I have? They're like, two minutes and 30 seconds. And I'm like, get the fuck right. out of here. Right. I always say I'm going to do it, and then I just like, I think a lot of stand-ups be like, oh, I'm going to try this new joke, and then it bombs. They're like, okay, so back to my regular Yeah, back material. to my, oh my God. <laughs> back to my whole material. Yeah, right, that back I'm to tired. what I know is going right. to that I'm tired of fucking talking about. But um, so yeah, it had been like in the back of my mind for years, right? And I think that's what happens with a lot of people when they find their passion. It might not be stand-up, it could be anything else, but you're just like, at some point you realize this structure of life doesn't make sense and that you don't have a lot of time in life, right? Yeah. So I had went through like a really bad existential crisis when I was like 27, 28, um, I have a Pisces moon, so I'm into like, a, you know, I'm into astrology. Yeah, I know. You know um, same birth chart as Kanye West. I don't know if he's as deep and thorough as I am, but, you know, <laughs> he's like, whatever. But I had lost a friend who was my age, like at a rant. He was coming from the airport and he was like in this crazy um, drunk driving accident. Like the guy on the beltway came to others. He was literally got off the flight and came and like died right after the flight. And I'm just like, I have known this. I went to college with this guy. Like, yeah. We went abroad together and like this, my friend is gone. It was just weird. Like it's, it's something that I'm still, pro like obviously I've had other deaths happen, but when it's someone your age, you're just yeah. like. Well, I experienced that a lot uh, coming from my circles between rehabs and jails and stuff like that. You meet a lot of people who are into some shady shit right. and then one day they're just gone. But right, And, and you're like. Wait, what? Like that could have been me. Like right. we were into the same stuff, we knew the same people, and then one day they're just gone, and it's like, oh, right. shit. And it's like we don't know what happens after life. Hopefully, life is great after that because this shit was not that great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this, this. I don't know what's happening with this one, but um, yeah. So I just started having a really bad existential crisis. Um, and I'm just like really realizing how short life is, and I'm like, I cannot continue, even if I go back to work, because I ended up going back to nine to five, but it's more a lot more lenient and I don't and I don't have to I I like what I'm doing it doesn't get in so the way So how old were you when when your friend passed you said 27 I think it was in 2018 I can't remember 2017 okay. 2018 I must have been like right 27 28 okay. It was a weird after 26 everything kind of went downhill I was like what the fuck <laughs> But what I'm saying yeah. I just wanted the, the listeners to track so you grow up you do the 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 college prep mm -hmm. AP you go to Syracuse you mm -hmm. get out you have this regular job. You do that for a few years, and then this happens, and you're like, "What the fuck am I even doing?" Right. But we got There's there's obviously a lot of other like, yeah, you know, got laid off, quit, you know, broke, a bunch of shit. But I, I that's just, that's what happened to me. Like you said, it's just like, what am I like? What am I doing? What am I gonna do for the rest of my life? Like this is not standing in front of your computer is not sustainable. Yeah. Like this is boring. And I told then, my sponsor the same thing when I got sober. I was three months into being sober, and I said, if I'm gonna just work two jobs go to the gym and go to meetings every day, I'm either going to kill myself or start drinking again. Right. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. This shit is boring. And like, he was like, well, you always love doing stand-up. Why don't you go, you have to find a passion. Why don't you go back and do that? And mm. then my whole life changed. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's, it ended up in New York doing the podcast in this awesome studio. Yeah. And, no, uh, this is this is professional. Yeah. The microphone really works. Right? This is nice. Is yeah. this a Yeti? This is not a Yeti. This is a real microphone. This is a real mic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you so, know, but. <laughs> I want to get back to so this happens, you realize, like, what am I doing? So 
you've always had the stand up in the back of your head. Is that when you just decided like I'm just gonna do this? Right. So I oh, I hate telling people that I took a class because it feels so like we did talk about this. Yeah. yeah, it feels like oh she cheated. But the thing about the class, it just gives you a safe space to mess up in peace, and yeah. then you go about your way, right? Because like you said when we first started, comics will haze you. Uh, so they, if you're and they still hazing me. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying if you're fresh out. And you're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to do stand up. So I'm just going to start going to open mics, which is what I tell everybody. If you want to try it, just start going to open mics. You have to have thick skin to yeah. stay because you'll come off stage and they'll rip you and they'll haze you and they'll bully you. Right. And you have to want to stay. Right. That's why the class, like you're saying, it's a safe space. So you can go there and mess up and it's not going to be nearly as yeah. And the teacher bad. would always say, like, don't go to open mics until you finish this class. Yeah. But the thing, the reason why it was important for me to take a class was because I had already established this a brand of like who I was, right? Like I'm this college graduate, I'm in a sorority, I have this six-figure job, like it What sorority were you in? I'm a Zeta, so okay. I'm in a, a black Greek sorority. So, um organization and I was afraid that if I went and I did this thing with all these social circles I'm a part of, it was like you know, people are afraid to leave like their social circles yeah. and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? So I was like, let me try to find out if I'm funny. If I'm not funny, I'm going to leave this weird curiosity alone. Because everybody's like, you should do it. You should try it. And this is before this weird stand-up resurgence. I don't know if I'm the only one kind of noticing it. Oh, no. Well, I've talked about it on the show yeah, before. Yeah. It was like stand-up existed and now stand-up is everywhere. Yeah. And I'm like, did I start this In trend? the 80s. <laughs> well, in the 80s, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of tapered off and then it kind of went away and then with the advent of podcasting and everyone getting right. into it you can find the comedian that you really like and then it's booming again it's great i think it's gonna have i think stand-up is gonna be like the entertainment thing in the next decade like yeah and everyone's gonna want to be a stand-up all this shit's gonna be really annoying people are doing that now right i mean like, how many people do you meet and they're like oh i could do stand-up and it's everybody like, oh. and i'm just like it is not that is and, and the thing is that when you look at someone like me right i'm a girl like i traditionally you know a pretty, I hate saying that because like, oh, bitch, you're so not humble. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, yeah. I used to do this bit in the Southeast. It's, it's harder in New York because there's so many attractive people that do stand up. Right. But in the Southeast, I used to get on stage and be like, I know what you're thinking. God, this guy is so handsome. Why is he on stage? We've seen the other comments. Oh, that could work. Yeah, definitely not here. I mean, it doesn't work here. Because everybody here is beautiful. So many pretty people. I'm like, like Ian? You oh, can't yeah. go up oh, after Ian God. and be like, yeah, what? A, yeah, look he, at this he, schlub. He, I always say one of the best looking people in stand up, for sure. Oh, and God. funny is. Yeah. I'll be telling him. So funny. But, um, yeah, so I think when people see me, like, wow, she's having a great time doing stand-up. I'm like, baby, this was divine. Like, the comedic timing, you can't teach. Like, I always say that even though I took the class, you can't teach comedic timing. You can't. The thing about stand-up that I'm still trying to, and I think we talked about this at the stand, because I feel like I have all these thoughts mumbled or jumbled in my head. It's like, these experiences that I had in life, you cannot teach these. This is my POV, my experience. and. The way that I synthesize those experiences, you can't really teach that in life. Like you could take a million classes, but if you if you don't understand how to read a room or timing, right. then it doesn't matter. And I've been around. I think something that's really unique to my experience. I've been around. So, that's why when I do like the stand, and it's so easy for me to like do a whole white room, and they're like. Wow, we love you. Well, it's because I've been around white people for a long time. Yeah, the corporate world. Right. I've been around so many. Like I went, um, all my AP classes were, it's just like the classes that I've taken, the people that I've seen, I've been in every single circle. Like I've been in every different class. I've been everywhere. So it's like someone like me to be able to see everybody's experiences, be like, you know what? You are fucked up. And I'm here to tell you that. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's like a weird stand-up thing, right? Like everyone has a POV, whatever. 
Um, I kind of went off on a on a on a tangent. We were talking about how you got. I a, love that you, you always bring it back. You're I, like, this I got is, you. <laughs> I got structure. I yeah. got you. We, but we were talking about so you when you decided to do stand up, you took the class, and then yeah. where did that? What did that develop into? Did you start doing open mics? Because I know how you got. We talked about how you ended up getting past at the stand, yeah. and I want to get into that. But first, I want to figure out how. Like, you were like, okay, I'm going to do comedy. This is for me. Yeah, so I did my first um, set, and I was the star student. Then yeah. She was like, you know, you're going to be... Like, she was saying that usually people that come to the class and say they're stand-ups, they're never the people that shine. It's always the people like, I'm just trying this. And I was just like, I'm sitting in the back. I'm like, this is something... Like, everyone here is so much better than me. So I did. they give you a tape at Caroline. So I put the tape on YouTube, and people were like, oh, my God, I need to book you for my show. So you remember, I had had I have already, like, a relationship with a bunch of media people. Yeah. Because I used to work in the, like, I've had every single, I used to work in the music industry. I used to work with people in T. Like, I just know a lot of people. Yeah. So I pack out a house. We're like, how do you know? I just know a lot of people. I've had a lot well, of Well, and that's what we were talking about yeah. is you said that you had your birthday party at the stand and just packed the whole I thing out. I packed it, it both like, floors. Yeah. It was, it's a, but it's also like the production level, the stuff that I'm doing. I had to audition. It was like it was like everything in that moment was. And then the pandemic, I feel like, also helped because it's like it was this weird like um, time loop where things just kind of got shifted around. Yeah. So like I met a lot of new comics during the pandemic, people I might have never met. So it was like. I just had like a wonderful divine opportunity. Like if I feel like it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably would have never had the opportunity to audition, right? That's true, yeah. But um so yeah, I had put the tape on YouTube and people were like inviting me to do their show. I'm like, "Look, girl, I just did this as a, as a class. Like I'm not a professional stand-up. I don't want to ruin your show." Like cuz people were putting their shows together. I'm like, "I'm not going to go out there and and ruin your production." Yeah. Well, and plus it's on you too. Like if right. you go out there and look like an asshole, then it's like, right. "Oh." But for me, Brenda, the difference between me and some other people, I'm a perfectionist. Like I would yeah, never go embarrass myself. So I was like, "If I'm going to say yes to something, I'm gonna make sure I did my work. You're gonna, yeah, you you're know? gonna make sure it's ready. So I went out. I did my, I did the show, and from there, like people just kept booking me for other shows, and that's kind of like the win. Like I think every every circuit has like a little win that happens. Mm-hmm. So I just started doing shows, and I never got off stage. And then, so I ended up going back to corporate after I told my boss to suck my dick. But I was just so out of it that I'm like. I ended up just getting laid off, and I thought it was, again, divine intervention because I was on unemployment. This is before it was, like, the cool thing to do. Yeah. Right? I'm, I was, I'm a trendsetter, okay? So I'm on unemployment. I'm like, you know what? I've never... The first time I got laid off, like, years ago, I got this, like, there's this program from the government called SEAP. They give it to people that are, like, entrepreneurs. Like, hey, you can be an entrepreneur. You don't have to report looking for work. I'm like, I'm not going to start a business, like, whatever. Yeah. But the second time, I'm like, you know what? I have this weird opportunity where I've worked all my life. I already know what I can go back to. If I yeah, just, you've already done it. Yeah, I've done it, and I could do it again. I'll be. I can do the. I could fake it, or I could take this six months where I'm getting six hundred dollars, whatever I was getting a week, and try to make something out of this. So I went ham. I started. I took everything that I knew and started producing shows. I went to like Hawaii with my friends. I probably shouldn't have done that unemployment, but we were performing, <laughs> and I just put my all into it. I was like, if I put my all. Who knows what? At least I, at least I tried it. Well, yeah, and then at the end of the day, you could say I, I gave it everything I had, and right. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you tried, right? And that just turned into this. We started this show called Strawberry Milk. It was a really big production, and everybody in the scene was just like, "We've never seen a show like this." Because I'm taking my marketing background and yeah. this new thing that I'm finding. It's so mm-hmm. crazy to me how many people, whether it's comedy or music, how many quote unquote artists have no bearing on like right. production value and advertising and marketing. Right. And it's just like you have to like what for me it's like, what are you doing this for? Like you need to sustain an audience. Who are you speaking to? You don't just speak to like 
yeah, you can speak to strangers and never see them again, but how are they going to find you again? Exactly. So that they can, you can. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, you know, so. So I'm, many comics you meet. Oh, what's your website? Well, I don't have a website. It's right. like, then who are you doing this right. for? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, it, I don't know. But when I first got, I rubbed a lot of, when I first started, I rubbed a lot of like people's, I guess people the wrong way. Because I'm coming in maybe three months into comedy. Coming I in had hot. a website. Coming I had business hot. cards. Yeah. I had a mixtape. You were ready. <laughs> But for me, that's the way my brain works. Oh, like yeah. it's not like I was trying to like be obnoxious, right? Um, and then people were just like, "Who the fuck do you think you are? Like you shouldn't market yourself until you're actually good. You need to earn the right to sell merch." I was like, "I have to pay rent. I'm on unemployment. Yeah. Um, leave me alone." But whatever. That it rubbed people the wrong way. But then people started copying. They're like, "Wait!" During the pandemic, everything stopped, and they were like, "Damn, maybe Glory was onto something. Like I could still sustain my business without being on stage." Yeah. Because I, I cultivated a following. And like every time people be like, how do you get so many people in here? I'm like, it's called marketing, you know? Yeah. That's a, So many times I've done shows where I get booked and people just book me, you know, throwing me a bone or whatever. And then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, you sold all the tickets. Right. Or most of the tickets are yours. So like, how did you do that? And I go, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's a weird week and everyone's yeah. got shit going on. But then like I did the Hell Yeah show a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, "Yeah, you sold almost all the tickets." They're they're right. They need to keep your cut. Well, but, oh, that's that's what I. Yeah. But it was like it was like one of those things where they're like, "How'd you do that?" And I go, "Well, I know a couple people who are in the regular corporate world who have a lot of friends right. in New York. They've been here for years, so they just invited all their friends. Right. Like, it's not that hard. That's all you do. Like, I don't understand people who get booked on stuff and wow. then never promote it. It's like right. that's." That is our job. And they, they, then they want to come at people like me, like, you know, how do you get people? All, just all, I've gotten so much criticism. I've gotten all the criticism, but it's just like, you can't deny that I'm funny. Like, I yeah. can't I can't say I'm at the peak of where I'm going to arrive to because I still need to do the work. I have so much homework to do. But this is me in two, what year is this? 2022? 2025, is going to be on stop. Like, it's going to be crazy. And it's like, you, you and know, I'm just gonna be right behind you, like don't right, forget about me. like a uh, podcast clip. Yeah, but it's just like, Pete, like, what are you working toward? Like for me, I was like, this is the most embarrassing thing you can possibly do because I got on stage and do stand up. I might as well be the best at it, right? Yeah. So that's just my, that's just my perspective. I know people, a lot of people that used to be mad, they kind of like started coming around because I guess when you like are confident, you give off this vibe of like, oh, you're not humble or you don't like or whatever. I'm just like. You never even had a conversation. Like, you yeah. don't even know me. That is a problem that I, I've run into a few times um, is the fact that there's certain times where, like, you'll go into a room and you'll see someone on stage and you're like, this is, like, get off stage. Like, let me do it. Like, right. I'm, And people do see that as, like, oh, fuck this. Like, who do, you, who do you think you are? I know, but it's also, like, for me, I, there are moments, I think, I know a lot of people that they're like, you know, I deserve to be on that stage at yeah. that moment. But it, your time is going to come. Yeah, and you need absolutely. to be ready for that wind and... You know, I, I can't say when I first started doing stand up, I was like, I want to be in the club. I want to be in the club. And then obviously I love being in the club. It's the best thing ever. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is a job. Like I have to be here. Not that I was ever late or anything. But I was like, no, this is like actually you are responsible for laughs at yeah. the club. Like when you're doing out like rooms outside, you're like, well, if I bomb, I bomb. But it's a different like you're not you're going to lose your spot. So it's like. It's a whole different thing. So, like, just when you're when you wish for something, be ready for the opportunity. And you have to be ready, right? And that's what I look at it as. It's just like you're criticizing me, but I'm getting ready for my Netflix special. Like, yeah. I know people think I'm joking, but everything I'm doing is getting ready for the Netflix special. Like yeah. that. When I shoot my Netflix special, the the people, the executives, are be like, "What the fuck? I've never shot anything like this." Because everyone's gonna rally around. Because 
everyone's part of my journey, and that's just that's how I, it is. Yeah. But I also wanted to say when I first started, there were bringer shows. So yeah. When you you know when you first start, you don't really know what to do. You go to open mics or you you do this bringer show. And I was like, I'm bringing 20 people a show to this, and I'm not getting no money. I got to start doing my own show. Yeah. So that's why I started producing my own shows. Um, and it's been going great. And then now I kind well, of- Well, and that's a big thing, too, is the that's something that I found in New York is real popular, is that comics, so say you're a comic, but you're not past any of the major clubs. You go to one of the major clubs, and you say, hey, can I just produce a show here? Right. Then? And then they'll be like, yeah, okay, like it's a slow night. Like we need to sell tickets. That's fine, whatever. And then if you're good- Obviously, you're at that club, so people right. will see you, and mm -hmm. then word gets around, and then that's another way you can get past. Right. It's just kind of just being around, right? Like some people do the hangout method. Yeah. I I don't. I'm not a fan of the hangout. That's because, what I do. Yeah, but that's I, how I got you on the show. Right. No. For and that's smart. Like yeah. I, for me, I like the intentional hangout. Right. Like yeah. I was already out tonight. I'll spend some time, whatever. But some people will just hang out, and then it's just like. Well, my big thing is I. If there's a show that's gonna happen, like a lineup that I really want to see. Right. Or if there's like one or two comics on a lineup that I'm friends with, I'll go hang. Yeah. No, but that's that's that, fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Because then it's almost like you're saying. It's almost intentional. Like yeah. I'm going to either see a show. So I'll go a little bit earlier right. than I normally would so I can hang out for a little bit. But right. when I'm there, it's like, oh, no, I'm here to see a show. Like I'm right. here to do something. And it was intentional. I just yeah. feel like some people just be like. I there are a lot of people who go there just to sit around. and. But also not really be authentic, right? Like, you know, or just I just want to be friends with anybody so they could give me opportunity. It's like you got to be at least you know, get to know some, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just like, no, to, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I just been around people. I'm like, I know you just want me when I make my movie to be in my movie. Yeah. I'm not going to put you in my movie. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too, is there's certain, cause I, I'm definitely like a hangout person. Yeah. Like I love to hang out and like shoot the shit. Cause I just yeah. love to talk comedy. That's true. Yeah. So, but there are people that I just, and I obviously we won't say names, but there are people that I just won't associate with. Yeah. And even, and they're past and they're paid regulars at certain places right. and stuff. But I'm just like, I don't like your vibe. I don't like your energy. Yeah. I don't like anything about this. Yeah, I don't do... I like to always say... I do. We run into so many different personalities. I always leave with respect. If you're going to put yourself out there, I have to respect that. But we don't have to... I don't have to spend time with you. Yeah. And that's why some people be like... I, I don't like being in a hangout situation where people are gossiping or bring... Because then I'm I'm incriminated. And I yeah. was part of this conversation. I wasn't even here. You and know who... Like, you were there. Right. Then. And I'm just like... I don't have... I don't want to have any beef with anybody because I feel like it slows down the grind. Yeah. I'm like... I'm really tunnel vision. Like... And I'm the same way. It's like... Yeah. I don't... I, instead of... Hanging out with you because I can see where this is going. My brother, right. very smart person, used to always say, the problem with being so smart is you always know how everything's going to end. Oh, that's – ooh. So it's one of those things where it's like yeah. if I'm around someone and I don't like their energy, it's like I'm – all the respect in the world, but I don't even want – we're not even going to hang out. Like I'm not even going to sit right. at this table because right. this is just going to turn ugly. Right. And there's no reason for that. You're going to bang gonna... your head in somebody's yeah. wall again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's the thing. I always say when you hang out with people you don't like, you end up spending money you don't want to spend. That's true. Every yeah. time. You just now you buying an extra drink you didn't want to buy. Yeah. You're buying some more food, right. you're but hanging out, and then I do enjoy when I do when I didn't mean to hang out and I meet like you know, when I met you that day, yeah, I was that like, was Wow, weird. like you have a great conversation. Or like I'll meet other people like, wow, like I didn't know you, right? But that happens organically. Like some people will be like, You never hang out. Well, I don't wanna Open up my spirit to people who are gonna. I don't. I don't know you. I don't trust you yet. Yeah. It takes me some. There are people I've been around comedy with for like years, and I haven't really like ever sat down with them because I'm like, I don't know what your intentions are. Yeah, and that's true too. Yeah. That's another thing you have to worry about because that's one thing that I, part of me feels guilty about. Like, because 
it's weird now that I'm in New York because you started in New York, yeah. but it's weird to move to the to New York and be like, I'm going to pursue comedy. But then there are genuine times where I hang out and sit with people and I have a good like we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, what do you want to say with your stand up is right. something we got on a conversation about. And I was like, oh, this is a genuinely good conversation. Right. But and then, then you taught me that thing about the two philosophers. Yeah, well, the the two philosophies in comedy. Yeah, There's yeah. The, the the idea of Lenny Bruce, which is Sam, you know, which is that whole idea of you want to make people laugh, but you also want to say something. You want to challenge mm-hmm. the status quo. And then there's Gallagher, which is you smash watermelons and you make people laugh and right. you're silly. And those are like the two extremes. And then most of the comics that I interview, everyone always talks about wanting to fall somewhere in between. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And now, see, like I'm – Definitely more of the storyteller, dark, mm. like... I've been in so much... The laughs are secondary almost yeah. for me, which is bad, which is bad oh. for, you know... Yeah, that's bad for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But the good thing is, yeah. in, in that situation, when you find your audience, you fi- you really find your audience. Yeah. And they're loyal and they'll stick by you that's no matter what, what. And if you're silly, there's nothing wrong with that because you're doing your job and you're making people laugh. But the problem with that is it's not as... you. People won't remember you as much as if yeah. you're the other way. Well, I don't know. I have to do some more research. I don't know if I can back up that claim. But the most important thing is that you're having fun or yeah. at least helping somebody find something within themselves. Yeah. That was like, whether that's, you know, I just got entertained and distracted for an hour or I learned something, then for well, me, it's like you should be having fun and it should be from the purest. Like, that's why I'm into the dark comedy yet. Cause yeah. I mean, now, because it comes from a very pure place. It's Absolutely. just like, I was talking to this comic. I think, I don't know his, I think Drew Dunn, I think his last name is Dunn. Okay, yeah. And we were talking about um, just how, like, it's crazy to be on stage and, like, bring up something like death and then bring it back. And people be like, oh, yeah, that was funny. But also, shit, we are going to die. Yeah. But I think that shit is hilarious. Yeah, I you think know? That, that there's nothing funnier to me than when, because you just said it. It's dark comedy doesn't appeal to everybody because it comes from the realest place it possibly can, which is why I love it so much. So I've been on shows before and it's like you read the room and you're like, all right, I can't do any of that stuff. So I, I, but I've got jokes and this is something we were talking about with one of your bits about, um, how, yeah, about how you should be traveling, (laughs) sucking dick, traveling. Like this is very deep. But but I told, I, the the point I was trying to make was that on the surface, it's funny. It's very funny on the surface. But if you actually look into it and think about it, there's a lot more depth to it than I think other people might give it, might give you credit for. But there's a lot to it. Because I have to build it, right? But it's about the idea of like, you know, what is the point of being in a relationship, right? Everything has an expiration date. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to have fun, like, should you just should you just stay in New York and yeah. do that? Like you know, like but it, it just it goes deeper into like the fact that people always classify women like men get to have the whole phase and do whatever they want, but women don't get that same pass. And I'm not saying like go out here and just you know go crazy, but it's like I am. I'm saying that. No, I'm saying like you should be. I just feel like a lot of the times when I was dating in my 20s, I was like, oh, this person's my person. This person's my person. Instead of being taught like, no, you're allowed to like have an experience with someone and it doesn't have to turn into a soulmate. But I don't feel like that's an ex- I don't feel like that's something that's taught to women. It's just like, especially me as a Latina, it's like you need to save yourself for marriage and you yeah. need to be with one person versus like, actually, you guys are putting way too much value on sex. Sex is not that deep. Sex is definitely something to enhance your relationship with someone. But it doesn't have to be this like, oh, you're ostracized from society because you had it with someone that you didn't marry. Yeah, and it so, also doesn't have to be this thing where it's like there are people change. So there right. are times where you meet someone and you think, oh, this is my person. And in the moment, you could honestly both think right. that. And then something happens and you grow apart and then you're not anymore. Right. And there's 
the the experience that you gain from that, the knowledge that you gain from that is irreplaceable. Right. And, and you then grow to be ostracized is so stupid. That's what I'm saying. I need to add that. Like, it's like, okay, this was a lesson. I yeah. have to become, it's character development. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> this is We're a, building the character. Right. I can't stay the same bitch forever. That's funny as shit. I'm going to put that in my set. There you go. But yeah, I just feel like a lot of the stuff that, I, at first, and I need to like finish on developing that joke, right? It's not even done. And that's the great thing about comedy like if I could put it down and come back to it and be like oh my god like there was a joke I had about finding out my boyfriend was ugly and that that right I like that joke. and that came from a relationship where I had a pregnancy scare and I was like wait like I don't know if this man's gonna be a good father like we don't even He's have ugly. no but it was deeper than that it wasn't like because he was no, physically know, yeah. ugly but it was like he is not we don't have a good foundation together like we're we're not gonna be great you could tell that yeah right so then I luckily it was just a scare but then I put that joke down the pandemic happened and then it became oh I found that my boyfriend was ugly when you spend a lot of time with someone and then I was able to weave that in and now talk about men balding and it went through a different place but that's a, it's a great joke though right it's, it comes from time and I think com- comedy is all about time like where oh, yeah. you are as a person comedic timing. You synthesizing all your experiences at that moment. Like, I'm pretty sure my material is going to evolve into something else oh, yeah. in and, three uh, years. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like I, I had – I can't remember who it was. I think it was Espy. I had a guest on and we were talking about like when we first started comedy because okay. I started in 09. Yeah. So there are books I'll go – like notebooks, you know, joke books I'll go back and look at. And I'm like, this is bad. Right. All it's all time. like shock value. Like, <laughs> right. oh, like just throwing out like – rape and pedophile oh, and all this yeah. kind of, and I'm like I wouldn't even yeah. you couldn't pay me to say this stuff now right. it's so bad so but I, you always evolve right and you also learn new things right so then you you add it like I said this this was important that you told me about these two philosophies so I'm like okay when I make this joke like what I'm, why am I making this joke you know like yeah. it's the it's the writing behind the joke now um but yeah, that's that's I forgot where we were going with. Well, that. we we're talking about you. This is perfect. We're don't oh, sorry. worry. I'm gonna keep you yeah. on track. No, you're, don't worry. you're good at podcasting because you're like, Thank okay, you. we do have a script. <laughs> um, but I did ask you to bring me a couple of stories. I do. And yeah. we were talking about relationships yeah. and come to find out some of your stories have to do with relationships. They all most of them came from freshman year in college. I was a hot mess. Were right? you? Absolutely. Like it's Syracuse. We were drinking all the time. Yeah, I was so failing out of class. Were you okay? So yeah. let's talk because you were always a good student. So let's talk about that. So Oh, you, yeah. you finish high school. You decide you're going to go to Syracuse. Yeah. You live on campus. Well, I want to backstory. I went to Syracuse because I thought the love of my life was there. Okay. So I went because this guy was dating in high school, was at that school. So he graduates, goes to Syracuse, and, and I was like, like, that's I'm gonna, where I'm going to go. Yeah, because I'm I'm crazy. I'm like, no, this is my soulmate. We're going to have yeah. this rom-com. You're passionate. Right. That's the word. I love it. Um, then come to find out he was- We're going to have this rom-com. Don't, <laughs> I caught that. Don't act like you're going to throw that yeah, in. Yeah, I'm like, he's going to hold my books on the campus. It was a stupid- I just watched so many movies. When I got there, he wasn't ready for a relationship, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so- You changed the trajectory of your entire life yep. by going to this specific <laughs> Okay, college. when you say it like that. But it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a full ride to Boston University. And, and you decided to go to Syracuse yeah. because of this guy. Mm-hmm. What did you, uh, full ride for academics? At Boston, not yeah, at Syracuse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At Syracuse, I had to call the office, be like, hey, Boston gave me a full ride. I need at least, they gave me like $5,000 extra, but that was it. They were like, you got to pay this. So like, I'm in student loan debt because yeah, of love. Because of love. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you get there. Mm-hmm. 
And what what happens? Did you show up like, hey, I'm here? Or did he know you were coming? You no, know, he, he knew I was going. Okay. And he was just like, yeah, nah, this isn't going to So work did out. he just like gaslight you the whole way? Like, yeah, come up here, come up here. And then when you got there, he was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. no. But it's okay. It, everything ended up working out for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly don't think I would have become a comedian if I went to Boston. I would have I would have had a regular, yeah. regular life. Syracuse so was Syracuse. traumatizing. Was it? Not because um th- like anything the university did. It was like you got to think about it. Like I'm coming from New York City. I don't really have the foundation. Like, you know, I just feel like it's a traditionally white school, right? So I didn't really have the foundation to survive there. Like yeah. the same thing, the way I was surviving and being an AP student at in New York was not it was it's just way different too, because it's too much freedom you figure you figure out your own life i didn't really have guidance and i'm just like okay and then i fall in love and that just fucks everything up yep. <laughs> so what happens you get there and then so is it right off rip he's like oh no i'm not looking for a relationship yeah so you're a freshman mm-hmm. in this big strange new place mm-hmm. all these fucking mm-hmm. mayonnaise bleeding white people around right you, right and you're just mayonnaise like, i'm dead i love it love it but I meet this other guy, this football player. Okay. Oh my God, disaster. Okay, so let's right. get yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about this. So, um, and then obviously after I move on, the guy's like, "Hey, you're the love of my life." I'm like, "Boy, I don't give a fuck about you. I'm onto this new mess." Okay. So, so um, you move on, and then the first guy comes back, and he's like, "Hey, I love you." Yeah, but I don't, I don't end up with him. I end up with this with the football, the football player. player. Yeah. But the thing about him is that he's also finding freedom. So, yeah. like for me, it was my was he a freshman as well, or was he yeah, upper? Yeah, he was okay. a freshman. So, like, I'm over here, like madly in love with this man and but he was like obviously like he has a wealth of options yeah. but i didn't know that you He's know a d1 athlete right absolutely as at a d1 that, athlete i can speak at to the that. moment yeah. at the moment yeah. until they, we got a new coach and he got transferred what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he got transferred so he would tell me all the time that he was like sleeping and whatever and i i was like it was my first um you know, high school relationships don't really count. This is my first, like, oh, my God, this is for real my yeah. soulmate. So you honestly thought you were in love. Oh, my God. I'm tired of myself. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, again. Um, but I was so, like, into this relationship that anything that would happen, I was just, you know, I would take it out on drinking or whatever. Yeah. So I remember this one night in campus, uh, we were all going out to a party. And I, I was like, it was one of my I'm done episodes. Where yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm deleting his number. You I'm and I <laughs> are very similar in that. I'm done. I'm over this. <laughs> yes. Fuck them. Right. I'm going to do me. I was done. And I deleted his number, but his brother was staying with him at the time. So they had the same area code. But I didn't know that. So he calls me from this 908 number. And I'm just like, oh, it's him again. So but I didn't realize that it was his brother's phone number. So he's like, oh, my God, you blocked me. So, you know, men, like, when they gaslight you, they try to make you seem like you're in the wrong. But yeah. you've been cheating on me the whole time. So he's he's yelling at me about me blocking him. So we were on our way to South Campus where the parties were happening. I'm drunk. And one of my friends was like, you know, men love surprises. Let's go surprise Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Mind men you. don't love surprises. Right. Mind you, this girl and I, we end up getting in a fight the next year. That's the next story. Okay. <laughs> so we go. And like the way that and that- you're drunk, you're like, let's just go surprise him. Right. I'm just, you know, so we, I knock on the door. I'm like, I know he's there because he just called me. This so, is his uh, dorm? Yeah. No, this is like an apartment. So like okay. in South Campus, you could see if somebody was home because the lights would show okay, yeah, through yeah. the door. 
So I'm like, I know he's there. He just called me talking about I blocked him. So we go around to the back to like where you can kind of see the shades. It, it's college campus buildings. So yeah. You can kind of break in. Not that we did. But, but you could. Yeah. So we see, I see like the reflection of a TV and I'm like, this man is in there. So we're, me and all my girls are outside like, you know, come out, come out, come out. And this girl pokes her head through the window. Uh, and I'm like, this motherfucker, not, not, not only are you trying to gaslight me while you have a bitch in the house, you, but you have a bitch in the house. You, oh my God. So he called you to yell at you for blocking him mm-hmm. while he had another girl at the house. Yeah, and that's how, like, that's how crazy that shit was. So my friends, you know, we're from New York, so we started throwing bottles at the door. At yeah, the, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> And um, they ended up calling the cops on us, so we like ran off. Um, so, yeah, sorry. So you're just like, fuck that. This is, I don't know yeah. what you guys do in Syracuse, but I'll show you how we handle this in no, New York. No, but it's, where it's I'm freshman from. year. We didn't have, um, we we didn't have, we didn't know what the culture was yet. Yeah, so you're yeah. just chucking bottles at the yeah, door. Yeah, because we were drunk, you yeah. know. Well, and you're but, rightfully angry. Right, and it was my friends doing that. I was just in the back, like, yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. idea, but it's working. I feel better. I remember that same night I had gone to like another, on the, they were like a row of houses. So we went to an apartment. Um, they were playing beer pong. Like, oh, why are you crying? So they kicked me out the house. It was a lot. So wait, you get, you get, it was at the frat party. So you get there and you're crying. Obviously you're yeah. upset. And they just kick you out? At first they were like, yeah, come party with us. And they're like, wait, why are you crying on the couch? And they were like, you got to go. These are not the vibes. Really? <laughs> yeah. God. It's, you know, but that was one of those stories. I think looking back at it. It's crazy how deep I was in love with this man, but now, like, he hits me up all the time, like, hey, can I support your comedy career? I'm like, please stop, con-. like, I don't care about him at all. I don't know if you're like this, but when I'm done with someone, like, when I'm done, yeah, I'm, like, I completely forget about See, their I, existence. See, I wish I could do that. I can't. I just, because you know what it is? When I'm in the situation, I give my all. That's the thing. Yeah. And I actually, it's, it's, I like that you brought that up because I've had this conversation with my current girlfriend now is that. Whether you're about to, like, you already prepping her for the breakup? Well, no, no, no. no. The thing, because it's just like, she has this mentality where she's like, yeah, I mean, if someone cheats on you, you just say, like, screw it and you move on. But in my head, I'm like, yes. If, but if I'm giving you everything and then you cheat on me, like, there needs to be more consequences than just, oh, I'll just move on. Like, like something needs to I'm happen. Re- revenge? <laughs> something yeah. needs to Like, I would never wish ill will on anybody. Yeah. But if I love you and I'm literally going out of my way to make sure everything is, like, as good as it can be in mm. your life, and then you just willy-nilly just cheat, this isn't a get out of jail free, oh, I'll just move on and no. we'll forget about it. Like. No, you need a to pence needs to be paid. Yeah, but Brennan, for me, my biggest my biggest thing I could give anybody is not how you can't be in my life, and that yeah. you'll feel that for the rest well, of your life. And honestly, the best I have a picture hanging up in my wall. It's a quote by Frank Sinatra, the singer. It says, "The best revenge is uh, being wildly successful." Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm here. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I say okay. it all the time. I have a bit about it, but I'm so petty that I want to. I want to book a late night spot. Not absolutely. only obviously for the what it does for my career, but my ex fiance watches late night. Oh, absolutely! So I want her oh, to be fiance. watching. It. I like. I want her to be watching it with her new husband and be like, "I used to be." Do we have the same life? Because right? I'm waiting might. for I'm waiting for me to be everywhere and I, like so unavoidable, like That's, annoying oh, me everywhere. <laughs> that just is popping like, up on like ads. You're and like, stuff. yeah, I used to date her, and yeah. the people are like, wait, what the fuck? Why? How did you ruin that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So badly. Well, we're both the same. Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, so you did say the next year you got into the fight with that girl. What was that yeah. over? So um, I wear contacts. Yeah. Um, because I can't see. I'm like very blind. 
And um, that year, you know, like you just grow out, you got you grow people. So yeah. the next year, we was, you know, when you're trying to like become like a grown ass adult, I was like, you know what? I grew out of this friendship, but I'll still give her a hug if I see her at a party. Yeah. So I gave her a hug and I start crying. Like my eye, weird shit, uncontrollably. Like your eyes watering? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I knew, I had heard that she had pink eye. So I was like, this bitch gave me pink eye. And I, I tweeted about it. This is before Twitter became what it was today. Yeah. Like, if you had tweeted something in 2012, 11, this was fighting words. Yeah. So I was like, why would you come to a party with pink eye? And, and so you just tweeted that? Yeah. And this is like when you have, you know those phones, you have to like dial every number? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tweeted that with my fucking phone where I had to dial. Just that, 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 right. that, that. So her friend, like, got, it got back to her through another friend. And that friend, I was like... Well, you're taking information from this friend, but this friend told your man that you were cheating. So that's where you mind your, like I didn't mind my business correctly, yeah. and it became this whole debacle. So the girl that day, I was just in a spirit of like, you know, what? I could fuck anybody up, knowing that I didn't know how to fight. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I got on the bus with my outfit. I had like heels on and everything, and I went and you know, this is at Syracuse. Yeah, you're like, oh, this school is this school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you gotta think, you make your own experiences. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great school. I recommend everybody go. <laughs> go orange. I'm gonna go get so famous and be like, Glory, please stop name dropping Syracuse. Um, Just say you went to school in upstate New York. I will, I'll say, right, I'll say this it was off campus. All of this happens off campus. They're not responsible for that. There you go. So I take the bus to this girl's house. Um, I end up pulling her hair, and she has like two friends in the corner. So what? Ha- don't skip over. So what oh, happened? You're like, get this. you get to her house, and then how does uh, what happens? Well, we just I was just like, why are you talking mad shit about me? Like just trying to act like I was tough, which yeah. I knew that I wasn't. But and if you act well enough, people people believe it. Nah, but they knew they knew me for like a year. Okay, they were yeah. like, this bitch can't fight. So she had like two friends in the corner, and they were stomping me out with Tim's. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So you got the shit kicked out of you. Yeah, I did. And it was like I was wearing like a, I was wearing my party outfit. So it was yeah. very skimpy, like like I was exposed. Like and that's then how you bad were just it was. Getting Tim's to the face. Right. So I had a black eye. What? Yeah, it was crazy. What um, did you do? I just went to my friend's house next door and I started crying like I just got jumped. <laughs> you didn't get jumped, you weren't looking for the fight. <laughs> no, I got fucking jumped. Um but that was a, a tale of whatever. The reason why I brought up my context was because I went to the doctor the next day. Because even though I had a black guy, I was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong? It turns out the solution I was using for my contacts were the wrong solution. Uh, so nobody gave me pink eye. It was just uh, mismanagement on my part. Did you ever apologize? No, I ended up using the. So I, I was in a domestic abusive relationship in college. And um, <laughs> off campus, off campus, off campus. <laughs> and um, long story short, I just used the black guy to get out of class. I just needed a day because you can't go to class yeah, with that. You can't. It was embarrassing. Like, but what the point is that I you got to take especially because in the back of your head you're thinking. This was all my fault. It was. It was. Because I was drunk. And that's what happened. You're irrational when you're drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? But whatever. I, I think it's it's fine. It happened because it makes for great comedy now in it's the future. Funny, yeah. The girl that jumped me found me on LinkedIn. And she's interested in my comedy. Everyone that hated me is interested in my comedy career. Yeah. Like, you're so great. I'm like, bitch, you made my life a living hell for like four fucking years. God. 
It was crazy. I'm trying to think what else happened. I just, you know, I can't remember a lot of my drunk moments. Well, because you don't party like that anymore. Not anymore. I, my my social life is comedy now. Yeah. You know, I don't really get drunk around comics like that because I'm like, I like y'all, but I don't really trust I anybody, don't know you right? Like that, yeah. And y'all don't need to see me drunk because I'm like, oh, Glory was drunk. The legend was drunk. And I'm yeah. like, I don't need people. In my There's community. so many. Yeah. It's it's fun now to retell stories about the drinking days because people are like, oh, I can never imagine you like that. And it's like. You don't want to. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, in my case, it's like you don't want to see me like. Damn. Like people at work are always like, "Oh, you'd be, you seem like you'd be so much fun if we went out and got a drink." I said, "Yeah, it would be fun." But then when I start calling out like three times a week right. and like trying to get people to cover my shift, then you're gonna be like, "This isn't fun anymore." Right? You're like, "Yo, Brendan, HR." Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you. You did send me a, a on the list. You said something about sending a lot of photos. Oh yeah, that was so that was, was more recent. Okay, that was like 2008. It was my last. I can't say I'm a crazy ex-girlfriend anymore. I think I've gotten better. Okay. Um, I yeah, I've gotten better too. Like yeah. we talked about, same thing with comedy and jokes yeah. and everything. We evolve. Yeah. Are you, have you, are you a paragraph writer? I feel like men are... Are you for real? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Brennan, are you my my twin? And like, like, I'm a big paragraph writer. Right. So whenever I break up with someone, I I write paragraphs. Like yeah. it is... I be unlocking new features on iMessage. They're like, you got to download the message. It's crazy. <laughs> But I was mad at this guy I was dating because he was like ignoring me. I was super drunk. So I sent him 78 photos of my, um, in chronological order of me starting to, from being happy to sad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It was, yeah. 78 photos. Yeah, it was a lot of photos. Of you like smiling. And I took then... them as, as I, like literally in real time. I took them and then I started crying. Like I just started crying. So I took photos and I sent them to him. Like, because he wasn't responding to the words, so I'm like, maybe he'll respond to the pictures. So, did he respond? His phone froze, and he just, like, ended up blocking me. So, <laughs> we're not together. <laughs> so was... you're not together! <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> that, was, that was four years ago. Because 2018 was four years ago. Yeah. I, a lot can happen in four. I'm a different person you're now. You're totally different I person. definitely still write paragraphs. But the la- the person that I'm dating or last dated, I don't know what we're doing. He's a Gemini, so yeah. you, I don't know about. Are you, you guys still together? Or? We're figuring it out. Okay, we're figuring it out. He, I think Gemini men. Did you have a, a hard time committing to your now girlfriend? Uh, yes. yes. Why? What? What? Talk to walk me through this because I got a headache. So, well, the reason I had a hard time committing to my current girlfriend um, was because at the time, so. Long story short, I grew up and I was always like the short fat kid that got bullied and stuff. Oh, you were fat too? Um, yeah. Oh, you went through a lot. Yeah. And okay. then as I got <laughs> Well, then I got older and then when I got to college mm. and I was playing football, I, I was like, I'm not going to take any shit from anybody. Like I'm going to turn my life around because I got bullied a shit ton in high school and like tried to hurt myself, got Baker acted when I was 17, you know, the whole thing. Wait, Bakery? Baker acted, 5150. When you uh, try to kill yourself, they lock oh, you away. okay. So this all happened when this I was- This is going to be great material. 17, 18. Yeah. And then- but then um, when I got to college, I'm like, I'm not taking shit from anybody. So mm. when I got there, I had a, the worst time committing because I was like, I'm in shape. I'm like oh. this new person. Like I'm just going to – I'd only ever had sex one time before I got to college. So I was like, really? I'm gonna, yeah. But this this is not with your now girlfriend, right? No, no, no. Oh, no. You're saying, yeah, yeah, but what okay. I'm saying is so like I – I was in great shape and I was like, this is a new life for me. Mm. Then I stopped playing football. I got really out of shape. Drugs and alcohol kicked in. And then I got, and then I started dating a a girl because I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to like with my drinking and drug abuse and everything, like I'm, I need to find someone who will stay with me. Mm. So I started. Codependency. Yeah. So I started dating that girl and then we broke up. 
but that's been my trend is like when I'm, when I'm feeling like awesome and great, I have a very hard time committing to people. So that was what was so weird with my ex fiance was because I was sober. Everything was going great. I had lost a ton of weight. I was like back into like living life, but then I found her and the old me would have been like, no, I'm not committing to anybody. But then there was something about her. We started dating Aww. and then so and so. But then we break up. And then the same thing happened with my current girlfriend where I was like in great shape. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not dating anybody. Oh like I'm God. not. So that was my issue was that I, have, I always have a hard time committing when I'm like, when I feel like, oh, I could get anybody I want. Why would I settle down? Like that doesn't make any sense. But again, just like with my ex-fiance, with my current girlfriend, there was something about her where I was like, actually – I'd rather just be with this one person mm-hmm. than play the field. Well, how long did it take you to figure that shit out? About six months. That's a long time. Yeah, three months maybe, six yeah. months. Yeah, I'm just oh, – the Gemini men experience is a lot. Yeah. Even me as a Gemini. Like I'm just like I don't know who I'm going to get today. Yeah. I don't know. One day you're like I want to go get married. The next day you're like, you know, I got a lot to figure out. Yeah. What? That, the fuck? You we've been just... together for three, almost three and a half years now and that still happens. So she just ignores you. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, I think I just, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just like, you better figure out what you want. I'm about to pop off. Yeah. Like, you know? Well, how is it for you? Like, are you, would you rather be, because after some of the, the stories that we've talked about and stuff, are you more of a relationship person or more of a? I'm a more like, if I'm single, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. But if I'm dating somebody, I can really only date one person at a time. Yeah. And I, I'm super. I never understood that when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm seeing a few other people. I it's can't. Like, and maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should date multiple people at once. But I just feel like it's a lot of germs involved. Like, Well, I'm a, I'm like, when I commit, I commit. Like, I'm an addict. So, like, yeah. if I, if I, if I decide to go in, like, that's it. That's the person. Yeah. So, I'm just like. I just like to, if I and it's I'm a, such a particular person. So when I find someone, I'm like, I I know I'm not gonna find someone like this again. Cause I, especially this person that I'm dating now, I'm such a like I'm I come off as easygoing. You know, you saw me, yeah. or maybe like you're like she seems normal and nice, but like I have a lot of emotions and like I'm always. That's why that's one of the things that drew me to you. Right. I, I like that you're fiery. Right. I'm very like you know I'm very sensitive. Like I cry all the time. Me too. Like. I'm very passionate about like love and I believe in, in rom-coms got, and all that shit, I got right? 15 minutes on it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's just like when I meet someone, I need someone that's able to like they need to understand that I am a smart person. I'm not just like these I just feel like this social media is is um putting out women and no shade to like putting out women and men that are just kind of like regurgitating trends. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it's like no, it does. oh, like this is the person I'm going to be now because social media told me to be this person. And I'm like I'm my own individual outside of everything. And I don't know. So I'm like, I'm a hard person to find someone that's compatible with me. So when I found someone, I'm like, I want to be with this person. Like, this person gives me a very good safety net to be myself. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen with that. I'll let you know next year. Yes. Yeah. It's giving it's given another year of indecisive. And I'm like, <laughs> at this point. At this point, it's just like, oh my god. Well, what do you got going on now? So you 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 said you are working a nine to five now. I do. I work at. I don't know if I should say my company after you talking about to, everybody, yeah. but I work at a TV network. Okay. Um, I just do project management for a bunch of shows, and I just get a, a bunch of assets together and okay. just kind of tell people what to do. So do you ever try? Do you parlay any of that like with your stand up, or do you keep those two worlds separate? I I do take some of the be, not. It's not really about the current job that I have, but sometimes I get moments that I remember like experiences that I had in corporate. I'm like, I definitely gotta put that in my set. Yeah. Like in my, I hate Bill. Oh, I almost said that guy's name. I hate this person's name that I had to tell to suck my dick. Um, but I like to keep both separate. Like I don't even pitch myself for shows. Like if I do, like we're working on a comedy show, I'm like, oh, you should look into this comic or this person. Like it's very behind the. But scenes. you never pitch yourself. No, because I it's 
I already work weird. for. It's not even weird. It's just like I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. I cannot give you guys. Y'all don't even know. So I like to keep them separate. Right now, I'm just work. I'm trying to get a good thirty minutes that I'm like really proud of and fleshed out. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes I really just kind of wing it, which has been. Working. I have seen you. Yeah, I have seen you do that before. Yeah, I'm just like winging it. It's great. People are like I love you. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like. Whenever that. you go off on a tangent about Rihanna, that's my favorite. Right. I'm just like I mean, I make that up, but um. I'm trying to really get like a good 30 minutes so that I can, I don't know, shop it around. Like maybe do JFL next year or like yeah. do one of the Comedy Central bits. I just want to, I want, I feel like people know me for putting on really good shows and they know that I'm like this person that has a great brand. But I really need people to stop playing with the fact that I'm funny. Like, yeah. I think people know that, but I needed to be like, no, she's also one of the funniest. She put it on a great show, one of the funniest. She's going to be. Well, you always, as, as a comedian, you always want that to be in the top two things that somebody says. Right. So I'm like. Like funny, like even me, where I talk about like, oh, I like to be dark. And like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Like as pretentious as I can be. Yeah. I still, when people talk about me, I don't want them to say, oh, yeah, he's got a great podcast. Or, yeah, he can really bring people to a show. Like if funny right. is the fourth or fifth thing down. Like, that's not good right so that's why I am I shift from now that I'm in a more like stable place I was producing the shows to pay rent so yeah. now that I have a full time job I'm like I'm gonna produce four shows next year but they're gonna be Banners. crazy like yeah. it's gonna be my all invested I'm trying to like one of my dreams this year is to try to sell the Apollo sounds crazy but it's also me so you yeah, never know it's very doable right it's only 1500 seats and then when you start producing shows you realize you know these stadiums that we thought were huge like I'm not saying I could do Madison Square Garden right now but it's only 2200 seats I thought it was like that like uh, it's only 2200 22 I'm not 22,000 oh, okay. you're like wait yeah, <laughs> like, like... math is wrong but the Hulu theater is only five so like I know the state I know the seating and everything so I'm like I'm gonna scale it scale my career so I can like sell these things out I'm a yeah. It out because um, I really like that Kevin Hart, even though he does stand up, like his whole brand is not contingent on one network, right? Yeah. He can travel the world and do whatever the fuck he wants because he has his audience base. So, I well, wanna... and that's the thing too is that there are some comics who go instead of so there's this whole idea in comedy that you need to get a manager, an agent to book you on these shows so that you can do these shows to get paid. Mm. Like, you go through other avenues, but then there are other comics who have done this thing where they're like, no, I'll just rent the venue myself yeah and i'll just i'll do it exactly like i don't need a fucking manager to tell me hey i need you in des moines iowa for 180 bucks like fuck that right like i'll just go down the street and run a rock venue and do it myself exactly and then you have your own um what's your own audience they yeah. just support everything you do so. well that's what happened i know the story's been told before but that's what happened with dane after his mm. uh brother-in-law or stepbrother or whatever stole all his money he literally emptied out all of Every dime that he had, and he rented out Madison Square Garden by himself. Like he did That's it. That's the type of shit I'm trying to do. Yeah, he spent like 125 thousand dollars to rent That's out Madison it? Square Garden, and then they turned, and then he sold. You know, obviously sold it out, but because he rented it, he got to keep everything. Exactly. Oh, so, he rented it. It was yeah. like, oh wow. Yeah, because what happened was his career was kind of. I heard him tell the story. His career was like in a lull. He lost all this money because his his manager stole like all of his yeah, money. Yeah, that's so crazy. all he had left to his name was like his stocks, which was like a hundred and like fifty thousand. That's so he, a man shit. Men always want to deplete their stocks, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go well, ahead so, and yeah, deplete the stock. He just <laughs> totally. He took everything out. Turned around. 
sold out Madison Square Garden, got to keep it because he rented the venue, so he got to keep all right. the profit, and it was over. Right, but I think that, I mean, I feel like these numbers sound grand and crazy, but it's like, let's say you are a touring comic, you're making millions of dollars, like $125,000 investment is not to yeah. sell out the garden and have all, if you have the fan base. Yeah. That shit is... Well, and if you have the fans, you could, you could like you were talking about, like, yeah, the Apollo sounds like it's really big, but... Between your fan base, you get a few comics on there that have right. another an equally as large fan base, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we sold it out, no problem. Yeah, like wow. And it, and the thing is that it wouldn't be instead of I'm um, separating into monthly shows where I have like a hundred people come at a time, it would be those Just same one hundred people yeah. coming to one show. Yeah, absolutely. But that that's something you learn with time, where it's like I was exhausting myself, like putting on monthly shows and do and you and you have to pay the price. Like yeah. part of any trajectory, you got to pay the price. You got to do your um. What's that shit called when you pay the the rite of passage? Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm like I had to learn these things and I'm like I can get the same amount the same ROI and that's that marketing shit for one show if I just do it less frequently yeah. because people think you're gonna always be there. Absolutely. That's the other shit about stand up. Your friends they start coming and then they they start coming to one show and they're like. Okay, well, that was fun. I'll see you in five years. Yeah. Like, bitch, I need you to come to every fucking... You have every, nothing you else to do. You gotta always be here. Yeah. Plug everything one more time. We gotta wrap yes. up. But let everybody know where they can find you. Um, So you can find me on Instagram, Glorelis Mora, and legendarycomedian.com. It's Legendary a funnel to everything. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm... I'm going to buy the SEO, Legendary Comedian. You got to. So whenever someone searches for Legendary Comics, that will come up first. Boom. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You, this Brennan, was so much fun. Me. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. Remember, uh, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com, Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif, and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>